Welcome to the Pocket Systems Podcast, where the rules are light and the games are a blast. Each episode, we will feature a different system small enough to fit in your pocket. For our second episode, we are playing Trash Pandas by Eric Farmer. This is a heist game starring raccoons. You need four players, 21 dice, and a box to roll them in. Each player will have a unique ability outlined in the rules, or just make them up on your own. The game is typically played in five phases, the approach, the opposition, the twist, plan B, and the score. At the beginning of each phase, one of the players will shake all the dice inside the box, pick a number from one to six, and then pull out all of the dice that match that number. Then they will pass out those dice clockwise around the table to each player until they are all distributed and everyone will roll the dice they end up with. On a four or higher, those players will take turns narrating something successful or positive, and then the dice goes back into the box. But on a three or less, something goofy or negative happens and the dice gets discarded. After everyone has used their dice, the box gets passed to another player and the next phase starts. The game continues until the score, or if all the dice get discarded, the heist is a bust. I'm your host, Nate Lightfoot. Now let's get to the game. Let's start off with some introductions. So I'm uh, Nate Lightfoot, and I'm going to be playing Pork Butt today. Um, apparently, I'm a very oversized uh, raccoon. I like to eat, and um, I don't like to exercise very much. So that's a pretty bad combination. If you've ever imagined a very cute, morbidly obese raccoon, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I look like. So you look like a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My special is that whenever we roll dice, I get to pick two numbers instead of just one. So, uh, Joe, why don't you introduce yourself? All right. My name is, uh, well, I'm Joe, and uh, I am playing Glitter. I'm rather flamboyant for a raccoon. I was dumpster diving behind a craft store and came out of the dumpster extremely glittery and shiny and that's uh how i got my name but i am i embrace it it's not like a mocking thing i i'm totally okay with it and every once in a while when i notice i'm losing some of my sparkle i go back to that same craft store and i uh go dumpster diving again yeah, so you so you give yourself uh, her piece of the craft world. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. You could say that. I look at it as a more positive thing. But all right, so introduce yourself. I'm Colton, and I am playing Ringo, kind of the uh, ringleader of the little miscreant glu- group. Um, Ringo, noted. are you are you Australian? Could be. <laughs> I'm noted as being clever. Uh, I feel like. I just go around causing mischief for the sake of mischief. Not really in it for the loot as much as the fun of the adventure. I probably drag others into it. Maybe willing, maybe unwilling, but as long as there's a little fun involved. All right. I'm Sevi, and I'm going to be playing Mittens. Um, Mittens is a self-proclaimed lightweight uh, boxing champion in the raccoon world, uh, but in reality he got his name because he can't keep his hands to himself and keeps stealing everything he sees. Okay, I figured it was because he had some cute mittens that his grandmother knitted for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no, no. My uh, raccoon grandmother is uh, not adept at knitting. She is adept at uh, stealing things, though. Oh, like all grandmas. <laughs> yeah. She's your typical granny. She used to steal uh, freshly baked cookies for me all the time. Oh, how sweet. I, pi- I picture Mittens going to a uh, an elderly housing and the staff there just throws away all these mittens that these old people like knit like no one needs these mittens it's florida and uh so because that's where all the old people are exactly they don't let old people have needles to knit that's all they do is knit and so like it just goes i just picture you having these uh Mittens stolen from old people. I imagine these like old people who aren't allowed to knit. So like they got like an underground knitting ring where they're taking out their <laughs> IVs and like, hurry, get me some yarn. <laughs> I need, I need to get my knitting in. Yeah, and you don't have to be super sneaky because they all just think you're a cute cat, right? Yeah, <laughs> kitten mittens. Or you're very, or they're very hairy grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> don't raccoons kind of bark? I don't, I don't know. I've I never think, spoken with one, so I'm I think not. they kind of. I've had some really interesting experiences, like firsthand experiences with raccoons. So my paintball team was actually called Rocky's Rabid Raccoons, loosely based off of uh, the Beatles song. But also, I just really liked raccoons. Uh, when I was camping one time, I had a um, whole box of cosmic brownies. You know, the little Debbie ones that are amazing, um, and they were sitting on the picnic table and I went in uh, the tent to pick up uh, one of my books and I heard a noise outside and I looked and I just see the box just vanishing off into the darkness. <laughs> so I run out there and there's this raccoon that's just dragging this entire box of little Debbie's cosmic brownies off into the shadows. Did you then open it up and leave one out for him? No, he took off with the whole oh, so you never you never no, caught him i never caught him i'm, I'm glad he got that <laughs> me too i you know <laughs> he deserved it yeah right that's how i look at it little debbie snacks like when i was a kid i always thought they were so good but then like i'm an adult i'm like i'm gonna buy little debbies and then i'm always like why did i do this yeah like, they're they, never as good as i they, remember garbage. Them being. they always make especially those cosmic brownies like for a second you're like oh these are really good and then they just leave a really waxy yeah. like film in your mouth and you're like what is it's this it's just like that one second of like oh and then like 10 20 minutes of just like regret like why are we Sa- still talking about little debbies yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> same with those uh oh what are they the starburst or whatever um star clusters oh yeah yeah it does the same it's that chocolate i think that just leaves that like disgusting waxy film all right, yeah. so <laughs> um, we're going to start off explaining our scenario here. So um, as for raccoons, I believe Ringo is probably the ringleader of this bunch and has devised a plan to uh, raid this massive dumpster. Um, I imagine that it's behind some type of uh, Italian food pizza joint. And he Are he there believes... two dogs sharing a plate of spaghetti back there too? No. <laughs> They're giant rats. Okay. <laughs> okay. And they're fighting to the death over a meatball. I like it. It's pretty brutal, actually. <laughs> I'll take one. <laughs> they're upset because it's bow tie pasta. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so he's set up this heist um, for us to try to sneak into this dumpster and get all the goods out without the, the restaurant owner finding out. <clears throat> all right. So Ringo sees massive dumpster, and uh, we can smell... 
the delicious smells coming from inside this mm. restaurant. So we know Garbage. they don't keep that food at night. It has to go somewhere. So this dumpster is going to be the best heist of our little raccoon lives. Being a raccoon and thinking I'm more clever than I am, we're probably just going to approach it straight down the alleyway. We're just going to go straight at it. Right. Best approach. Run on. Fast in, fast out. I am going to go with the number one. Because we're number one. Ooh, I see quite a few number ones in there. Um, my ability, I can re-roll these if I'd like, but it looks like we have a good amount. So I'm going to stick with this one. All right, so um, I'm going to start us off with with a massive failure here. So um, as I am running down the alleyway trying to make it um, directly towards this dumpster, um, I totally am out of breath about five feet in. Um, Did I mention that I'm morbidly obese and extremely out of shape? (laughs) So I'm huffing and puffing. I end up rolling over on my back and my feet are just up in the air and my, my tongue sticking out the side. And I'm trying to trying to catch my breath before I black out. All right. So I also had another failure. So I am extremely shiny, and extremely. Yeah. There's a few spotlights behind this Italian restaurant in the alleyway, and so I'm trying to be sneaky and in the shadows and everything, but somehow a beam of light hits me. And I reflect it back on, like, back into the alleyway. And the two the two rats that were knife fighting, they... <laughs> Where'd they get knives from? <laughs> Schools. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I figure there's some shady knives that get thrown away. So these two Especially rats... Especially at Italian restaurants. Yeah, exactly. Evidence being thrown out. So these two rats that have knives, they like they see the light reflecting off of me and they stop fighting for a second and now they're focusing on all of us. Uh-oh. It's not good for me. I'm I'm prone on my back. <laughs> right. I'm going to use my success to help out Pork Butt here. Let's say that uh Ringo runs over and just kind of like cartoonishly grabs his nostrils and stretches them out and you get a big whiff of all that Italian food which gives you a second wind. Oh yeah. Which is probably good for another five feet. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a massive adrenaline boost. I as, picture as it I, very like that. Pepe Le Pew, like mm. you being like just dragged by the, the scent. <laughs> the scent yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, that, there's that good stink wave, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to use one of my successes. While the two knife-wielding rats are distracted looking at you, um, and kind of slides up there and just kind of steals that meatball <laughs> and is hanging on to it. Um, and then as they notice that the meatball's gone, they accuse each other and uh, pretty much just kind of start fighting it out with each other again in a brutal knife fight. Brutal. Yeah. Um, and then I guess my other success is going to be that we are uh, we make it up to the uh, dumpster and open it up and see what we end up finding. I feel like Ratatouille definitely 
declined hard after his <laughs> chef career went down the tubes. Yes. The problem was when he started using. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then he had that review with, with Gordon Ramsay came to, to try to save the restaurant and it just went terribly and they kept yelling and cussing at each other. You know, it, it was just every time he bad. came, there were rats in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not a not a good deal. All right, so now we move on to the second phase, opposition, and we will pass the dice to somebody. I think I'm going to pass it to Pork Butt because your special will help out here. All right, so my special, I get to pick two numbers. So that's going to give us lots of options here. We're going to start rolling some of these dice and see how we do. Uh, I'm going to go with two and four because that's worked so well for me in the past. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> it worked terribly this time. I've only got two. I have a six. We're at the dumpster. And while the rats are accusing each other of stealing each other's meatball, we're not really focusing what we think that our biggest threat is behind us. We see someone coming out of a different door, out of the door next door to the Italian place, and they, luckily, they don't see us. We kind of just, like, freeze and kind of do the whole, like, little statue thing, and we think we're going to get caught and that we're going to get chased off, but we're really stealthy and freeze and the people that came out they just kind of open the dumpster throw their trash in there and leave well the people or person that's out there then grabs a broom that's by the door turns around and starts to swing it which freaks all of us out except pork butt because i'm guessing you're probably still on the ground and not up on the dumpster yeah, I'm Just crawling. I'm crawling compli- my way there. Complications with climbing. But uh, while we're all freaking out about getting hit with his broom, he actually swings it at the knife-wielding rats <laughs> and smacks them across the alleyway and then turns around and goes back inside. Nice. All right. So let's see here. Let's let Joe go next here. Give you some, give you some dice. Moving on to the twist. The twist. So, my I forgot to mention my special is I have an extra dice that I roll, and that tells me what I have to choose, and I rolled a three. So, I have to... So, we'll pick whatever three is. There is one three. <laughs> there is a... Yeah, wow. So, that'll end up being two, so... Yeah. All right. So this is the twist. Yes, I rolled a three, and Mitten's special ability is your rolls succeed on a three plus. So with mine, which I guess I'll give back to you, when we get to the dumpster to open it up, we realize that the person that just threw something in there locked it. And being raccoons, we... Don't carry keys. Don't really know how locks work. (laughs) However, the lock seems kind of shifty. Not really well set. Maybe dummy locked. Maybe openable by a pack of trash pandas. 
Yeah. So Port Putt immediately starts chewing on it. He's <laughs> he's gnawing going to town. Whatever that guy just threw in that trash can smells super delicious, so he's just ravenously just gnawing at this lock. Yeah. So as we're all just like going at this, uh Mittens, being such a team player, takes out that meatball he stole and starts trying to club the lock with the meatball. <laughs> I mean it's a pretty old meatball, so it's getting kind of hard and rockish. Um so after uh, that, uh, he believes that he managed to bust open, uh, but there's a good chance it might have just been pork butt's uh, freakishly strong teeth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but need- either way, the, the lock comes open, and we're able to get inside this trash can. Sevi, you want to roll the next set? We've had far too many successes. Yeah. <laughs> we're super successful trash paint. It's like we know what we're doing. Yeah. All right. Uh... Let's go with three. Yeah. One three is all that I can see. All right. So um, I definitely failed. So as we're, we're Wait, popping this. you Did you roll it? Oh. Never mind. You oh, definitely you failed. <laughs> yeah. So I, I definitely failed um, that roll. So um, unfortunately, as I'm gnawing on this lock and um, Mittens over there is bashing it with a meatball, I have a really hard time uh, getting out of the way and end up getting clocked upside the head as we're all frantically trying to get this lock open. Um, and I fall to the ground um, unconscious. And you guys don't know what to do, so we have to come up with, with, a, with a plan B before we can, we can score. Dang. Leave him. <laughs> that's that's right. our plan B. <laughs> Weakest link. Yeah, I think we should do another uh, plan B. All right. So we have an unconscious pork butt, a lock jammed up with meatball. Uh, the rats are gone. Mm-hmm. The people are inside. But don't we have we have the dumpster open, right? The dumpster is open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least the lock is off. I don't. Have you tried to lift a dumpster lid as a human being, much less a trash <laughs> panda? <laughs> um, you have the self-proclaimed lightweight boxing champion of the raccoon world here with you i think it would be more like feather lightweight (laughs) Uh, it is also self-proclaimed so ones have worked for me so i'm gonna go with five huh you would have done so many ones yeah you would have done well ones uh there are two two fives three ones and there's three fives oh i could also roll again i feel like three is more than anybody else has gotten so we're gonna go with uh five I'll just keep this. So we have hmm. two successes and a fail. Yeah, so Pork Butt is most definitely knocked out cold. Um, with his roll of one, he uh, falls to the ground and is just seeing stars. He has the cartoonish um, birds and stars flying around his head. He's trying to kind of bat at them with his paws, seeing if he can fish them into his mouth and no one else can see this because he's clearly just passed out all right so i see pork butt laying down there and as much as i really want all that delicious food in there i feel like i need to help out my buddy pork butt so i jump down and i see some dried pasta on on the ground and i use the little 
little pieces of pasta to pry open and keep open his eyes. And I just kind of wiggle back and forth and in hopes of reflecting light off of me into his eye. Blinding me back to consciousness? Yeah, more or less like just kind of as a shock to wake you up with uh, (laughs) these bright lights. And while you're at it, you grab one of those bow tie pieces and put it around your neck because it yeah. makes you a little more fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So, bow tie pasta, bow tie. So uh, that that's what I do. And I, I kind of snap you out of whatever trance you're in. All right. So I, I managed to wake up and, and we're down on the ground and, and you guys are, well, are up uh, there rummaging yeah. through the dumpster. Mittens and, and Ringo. I mean, Ringo... He he's the one that's got the head on his shoulders. He never loses sight of the goal. So he's like, "Hey, Pork Butt knew what he was getting into when he came into this heist. We <laughs> leave him. knew the risks." <laughs> and uh, Mittens here, uh, he already sacrificed his meatball for this, so he's not going down there to help. We can uh, we we gotta get what we can and we get can out. Assembly line this, just toss it up, and yeah. Just... So we're just, you know, he's he's I'm, I'm down there doing the in the, in the garbage, throwing up the goods to uh, to Ringo. I'm not even looking. I'm just throwing them over my shoulder as soon as I get them. Half are probably landing on pork butt, not helping his situation. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> mm-hmm. just, just knocking him in the head. Yeah, I'm getting buried in trash, but I honestly don't mind it so much because a lot of this trash has food in it, and yeah. it smells wonderful. Uh, and the other half is kind of like hitting glitter over there, kind of shaking off some of his glitter as it gets hit with pummeled with trash and food. And he's kind of <laughs> happy occasional... for the trash and food, but kind of irritated that he's gonna have to go find that craft store again. Yeah, I'm not that good with directions, so it's hard to find. <laughs> and yeah. also kind of being upset by being hit with a dirty needle <laughs> <laughs> all right so who is going to roll our final bounty uh, Colton, roll our final bounty so um everybody will just pick a number and we'll kind of go around um i'm gonna go with two again i'm going with one i'm going with three go with five all right oh i see a lot of twos All right, so I managed. Was... I managed to get three twos. So with those three twos, um, as this this garbage is is falling all around me, I start tearing into the bags and manage to find leftover half-eaten pan of of lasagna. And there's a side of rolls that's all smushed in the same bag, and the the bread has soaked up all of the good garbage juices. And I just hoard that stuff and I squish it to my body and I start eating it. I don't even try to escape with it. I'm just sitting in the middle of the alleyway um, gorging myself on this stuff. All right. So I have three. So I count my cute little bow tie as a score because now I'm just a little bit fancier. And... Being as fabulous as I am, I definitely want to watch my weight a little bit. But luckily, there were two bags of of salad that had started to to go bad, and they tossed that. And thankfully, they rained upon me in a glorious brownish, greenish, like I don't know, rain. But it's covered in ranch, so it's not really that healthy. But we're panda or we're uh, yeah. raccoons, so we don't know that. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, with some of my treasures, 
I find from the Italian restaurant a uh, torn uh, apron that one of the hosts or servers had had torn and thrown it away, and I raise that up as my championship lightweight boxing belt and tie that around. And as I tie it around, I notice there's pockets, and I start shoving food and stuff in the pockets. <laughs> and uh, you know, he saw those uh, knives were kind of shiny that those rats were messing with, so he kind of goes over there and steals those knives too. It's kind of nice. Well, he's got a shame. Uh, knife was something I was going to grab, but I can get him. I uh, there, there's there, there's two knives. Ringo found a Stromboli, an almost entire Stromboli that somebody took one bite out of until they realized that they were allergic to tomatoes. <laughs> That's the dream. So, to with this Stromboli, to, that to have somebody else be allergic to it, it's a whole Stromboli <laughs> for us. So that Stromboli, Ringo being so clever, opened one end up and used it as kind of like a little backpack. And he, backpack, backpack. And not being in it too much for the food, but for the food. He also was looking for some more adventure, so he definitely stuffs that dirty needle down in that stromboli. <laughs> like a really horrible, misguided door the Explorer. And he also found this really sticky, terrible, almost black-colored piece of gum on the underside of that dumpster that he just thought would be a great idea to also put in the stromboli and take off with. Nice. All right. So I think that concludes um, this round of Trash Pandas. So anybody have any thoughts about the game? I definitely, I like the theme. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's fun. It's definitely, it's be- it was easier to come up with things than route clarence was okay um also because you know raccoons a little better than you know soldiers yeah this is true um also i like that they give you two pre-made scenarios on this like you don't have to completely come up with your own um and i mean you can come up with your own but i I do like the fact that there's pre-made scenarios in in this yeah very minimal prep work as long as you have a crap ton of d6s which don't we all yeah i mean if you've ever played shadow run i guess you might yeah i will say i i think for the average person that is the only thing that makes this a little bit more difficult yeah because you have to have literally like 21 d6 dice yeah for this you could play with less but i don't I don't know how that would work. Roll them one at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grab your two Monopoly die and roll them ten yeah. times. Although we had more dice left over at the end, but I do find that whenever we were rolling, there was a lot of times where we only got one or two of the rolls, so it made um, creating the narrative kind of difficult. I also think that um, while it seems like we were shooting for positive things, we got too many positive outcomes in this run. And not enough opposition because that's that's also why we have so many dice left over is because we only discarded like three this whole game. Yeah. Maybe less than that. But I think we could play it again and have the complete opposite effect. Though. Absolutely. And it, it would be a different story, different outcomes. Maybe funnier, maybe not. Um, yeah. I like how they have a set, this is where you start and this is where you end. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, can the, kind of fudge. The phases are good. You can kind of fudge the middle like we did a little bit. Oh, I always fudge the middle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's one of the things I like about these short little tabletop scenarios that they do. 
uh, because there is so much you can do with it. Fudging? So yes. much, so much fudging. There's you can so do. much fudging we can do. Like we can extend the middle, or we can add, change up the rule. I think it'd be fun to change up the rules a little bit, since we had so many successes. We only discard our successful die, and then we reuse the the failed ones. So that way, as it goes on, it's a little more difficult. Yeah, that I could see that kind of working. Or if maybe you can only save two die per phase, even if they're successes. You know, I think I think my bright idea for this game would be to have um, three players that are all the raccoons and are trying to make this succeed, and then have one player play the other side. So either somebody from the restaurant or a cat or another creature or, or somebody who's who's trying to foil the raccoon's plan. Um, so that way you always have one person that even if they're rolling successful um, dice, narratively they're opposing the other team and, and throwing you know, wrenches in their cogs, so to say. Yeah. So, Colton, you're the one that uh, that chose this out of the list. What about this stood out? Well, the fact that it has a very set, this is what you do and this is how you go about it. Like I was saying, it's got the phases set out. Like, this is where you start. Mm-hmm. This is where you end. Whereas some of them are just like, go do this and finish when you're done. Yeah, a lot of the uh, 200-word RPGs that we've been seeing um, kind of set a tone for a game, but don't necessarily explain what the game is. Right, and this one did that, which is why it's one of the ones that I kind of pulled out. Also, kind of like raccoons. Yeah, yeah. who doesn't like <laughs> raccoons? I mean, I, I saw this was an opportunity for a lot of different wacky, silly humor. Kind of, I mean, it's raccoons. And to fill <laughs> out your fantasy of being a raccoon and smashing locks with meatballs that's why he has that furry raccoon costume in the house i forgot about that until now (laughs) wow he's not trying to deny it (laughs) (laughs) okay um yeah i I will say this favor yeah i think this game definitely um from a lot of the ones we've seen have given you the most um a to z answers for things um, really sets up a theme sets up how the story's supposed to break down mechanics for actually playing a game um, and how to resolve those things um, it's a lot less open-ended than some of those um, while still narratively um, being up to the imagination and whoever's running it yeah and one thing that the rules say is that you're supposed to have a box and shake it and then look inside of it but what we did um mainly for sound was we have a dice tray that we picked the number first and then rolled into it. Uh, If that works for you uh, for playing it, that's awesome. You don't have to find a giant box that will fit 20 dice in. Yeah. And I think um, aesthetically and when it comes to the theme, um, having the box where you're actually peeking into is kind of interesting because I imagine, you know, raccoons that are like, you know, creeping up the side of a trash can and kind of peeking over the edge. Um, I think it's also supposed to add a little suspense for the other raccoons yeah. that aren't peeking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it definitely plays into the theme, and mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, it was, it was well, I think it was well thought out. I don't think it's 100% necessary, but I think it was well thought out. Yeah. All right. Any any final thoughts? Uh, no. I mean, it's it's a fun game. I think it's 
easy to do. It's especially if people haven't don't have like a background in like RPGs and stuff like that. It helps, I guess, kind of get those creative juices flowing. You don't have as strict of rules of something like a heavier system, but uh, it's it's a good like intro to rpg type thing yeah, yeah. good family friendly game yeah. yeah you could definitely play this with kids you could play it with anybody that has even half an imagination i don't think it takes a lot to be able to kind of imagine what raccoons would be doing so you don't have to be uber creative um none of us are definitely uh professional improvers or um, anything of that nature so it can be a little more challenging for us um but i think anyone can pick this game up and play it and have a good time. Yeah. I recommend it. It gets Joe's two, one, uh, one, and, one and a half. One and a half. One and a half thumbs. Yeah. Raccoon thumbs. Raccoon thumbs? Is that a half because it got so ra- Wait, do raccoons have no, thumbs? They yeah, don't. that's so. Yeah, they do. They have opposable thumbs. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how they, they're able to do all that weird stuff. What kind of weird stuff? break into dumpsters and everything yeah i definitely think have you ever seen a raccoon hand yeah i have (laughs) yeah i don't don't know if they have a i know they have i thought they had four like really lanky fingers yeah we're gonna find this out real quick just google do (laughs) raccoons have thumbs no, it's not no. opposable thumbs. Yeah, like you the, can ask Alexa. Alexa's behind you, Colton. The only thing that has opposable thumbs would be Monkeys. primates. Yeah, paws are not like those of many primates whose hands are similar to human hands. Yeah, Joe, learn the lore. <laughs> Dang. Well, that's our show, folks. We had a lot of fun playing the Trash Panda system, and definitely recommend it. It could be expanded to play a lot more players at a party or would work fantastically as a quick warm-up game before your regular role-playing sessions to get everyone's creative juices flowing. Thanks for listening. Keep it light.